Welcome to another episode of Today's Tick. My name is Trent Scheidecker. I'm a chiropractor and I'm also an advocate for chiropractors who locate, analyze, and facilitate the correction of vertebral subluxation for the better expression of the body's innate intelligence. Each week we like to study in an inspiring principle, question, or chiropractor to help you acquire today's philosophy, science, and art of chiropractic. Thanks for investing your time with us as a student of chiropractic. Now let the class begin. While thousands of people go to chiropractors every day for the treatment of symptoms, millions more stay subluxated and raise their children subluxated because they have no symptoms. Reggie Gold. In today's tick, we're gonna grow in our understanding of what can cause vertebral subluxation. As you listen, make sure you share with us or share us with your friends, classmates, and colleagues, and feel free to tag us at today's tick. Now let the class begin. Sick and tired of being sick and tired? Not enjoying the way your body's functioning? If you don't like how your quality of life is working right now, look at the laws that influence the outcome in order to create change. You see, our life is full of laws that govern the way in which things work. For example, the law of motion states, uniform motion will remain in that state of motion unless an external force acts on it. Another law is the law of supply and demand, which states that the greater the supply, the lower the demand. The lower the supply, the greater the demand. The current state of your quality of life could be viewed in the lens of the law of supply and demand. The law of supply and demand can determine how much time it takes to heal and the frequency of how the weak, sick, and dying cells are being replaced by strong, healthy, and functioning cells. This law states that your body can heal according to the supply of the body's life-sustaining forces to coordinate healing. So how does the body supply healing? Healing is a very complex and physiological conversation, but in short, it's the body's inner wisdom that coordinates the replacement of weak, sick cells with strong, healthy cells through the communication of the neurological system. The body is made up of an estimated 70 trillion cells and every one of them is working for the greater good of the body to function in a complete normal state of well-being. When any one of these cells are unable to keep up with the demands of normal function, the body's innate intelligence within will recognize that the cell cannot keep up. And supply and demand is a principle of healing within the body and is in constant flux and stability based on the body's inner wisdom to keep these trillions of cells within you working together through coordination and well-being. All right, so where are we going with this? If your quality of life is not keeping up with the demands you're placing on your body, 
you need to find ways to integrate to create healthier habits that promote vitality, well-being, and healing. Life is complicated, so keeping healthy and well-being simple is vital. Choosing habits that promote well-being such as exercise, rest, water, good food, and adaptations to life's demands is a necessity. All things equal, supply your body with simple and smart choices that promote health, healing, and well-being and give you a competitive advantage for the demands on your current quality of life. And since life is demanding and due to the negative effects that life's demands has on the body, it's your responsibility to take care of your body to the best of your ability. You see, the buildup of stress on your quality of life and well-being is real. And it creates, it creates much suffering and dysfunction within our body more than most of us are even aware of. You see, when stress outweighs the body's ability to adapt to it, a deviation away from well-being and wholeness can happen towards dysfunction. And for those who are fighting the day-to-day -day grind and the demands and the stress, the signs and symptoms of a long day are probably usually later on, not necessarily right away. And uh, you need to realize that um, you need time to recover and rest. And the battle against these negative effects of stress in our body is directly correlated uh, to being a factor in the cause of vertebral subluxation, which is what today's conversation is about. So becoming aware of what can cause vertebral subluxation can be uh, information overload due to all the knowledge that's becoming more evident through research and information and clarity on topics. You see, in order to keep the information overload to a minimum, the following is intended for a simple understanding of what could potentially lead to or cause vertebral subluxation by looking at all the different causes or factors and lumping them together in a category called stress. Yes, this is where we're going. What can cause vertebral subluxation? The answer is stress. You see, stress is everywhere and constantly combats with our ability to function in a normal state. Stress can overcome and break down our normal physiology into a state of dysfunction and disharmony without us even being aware of the effects due to the many angles and ways of negativity affecting us. You see, chiropractic recognizes three categories of stress that can negatively affect your body if adaptation to them is insufficient. And so we're gonna lump these categories of stress as a potential cause of vertebral subluxation right now. And the first category is physical stress. Physical stress can be defined as an external invasive force that outweighs the internal resistive forces of the body to be in a state of balance. These external invasive forces can be major accidents, trauma, or they could be small repetitive forces that build up over time and the repetition can be too intense for the body to adapt to it. 
These external invasive forces can cause dysfunction on the body's muscles, ligaments, and vertebrae of the spine, creating an opportunity for vertebral subluxation to occur. That's the first category. The second category of stress that could potentially cause vertebral subluxation is chemical stress. Chemical stress can be defined as an external or internal chemicals that trigger physical reactions throughout the body, offsetting the chemical equilibrium or body chemistry balance. You see, chemicals within our body can be a powerful agent of change physiologically. For example, hormones like adrenaline, cortisol, cortisol and melatonin can literally influence your health and well-being and change outcomes drastically. The body is dependent upon a state of body chemistry balance and when that balance is out of harmony, the neurological and musculoskeletal system can be affected, leading to another opportunity for potential vertebral subluxation to occur. So the first category is physical stress, the second category is chemical stress, and the third and final category that could potentially cause vertebral subluxation, yes, you guessed it right, it's emotional stress. You see, emotional stress can be defined as internal emotional tension or mental strain that can produce physical responses throughout the body offset in the chemical equilibrium or physical state of balance. It's been reported that emotional stress may be the most common and most influential cause of vertebral subluxation due to the fast-paced world we live in, and it's only getting faster. When the body's chemical equilibrium or physical state is out of balance due to the emotional tension or muscle strain, it can lead to another opportunity for vertebral subluxation to occur. So you have your three categories of stress that could potentially create vertebral subluxation. And you need to realize this. Vertebral subluxation can occur in all ages and all stages of life regardless of symptoms. Yes, vertebral subluxation can be symptomless just like stress can be symptomless. You may not know that sitting in your chair for eight hours is causing physical stress. You may not know that the water you're drinking or the food you're eating can be physical stress. You see, life is demanding. And no matter your age or state of well-being, stress is real and so is, is, so is subluxation. And it's your responsibility to take care of your body to the best of your ability, which includes being aware of stress and the potential for vertebral subluxation to be negatively affecting your quality of life. In regards to your responsibility of taking care of your body and the ability to adapt to stress, I'm going to give you three quick options in how you can combat stress. And they're real simple, so bear with me. Number one, lower the amount of stress in your life. Yeah, that's right, lower the stress levels. Number two, increase your resistance to stress. And number three, lower the amount of stress and increase your resistance to stress so you become a stronger individual. 
And the final point I have for you is regular chiropractic care can be one positive option to increasing your resistance towards stress and strengthening your overall function of well-being within. So there you have it, folks. I hope you really enjoyed this episode. Let us know what you enjoyed with it by tagging us at Today's Tick on social media. If this is your first episode, as always, please subscribe, leave us a review. Reviews help us spread the message about chiropractic and the location, analysis, and correction of vertebral subluxation. Share this episode with your friends, classmates, and colleagues, and be a champion and just send them this episode so they have it. Because you never know how far reaching something you think, say, or do today will affect the lives of millions tomorrow. BJ Palmer. As always, we like to end our episodes with our definition of chiropractic. Chiropractic is a healthcare discipline that recognizes the innate recuperative power of the body to heal itself through identifying and caring for vertebral subluxations due to the relationship between structure and function as coordinated by the neurological system and how that relationship affects the preservation and restoration of your well-being. Thanks, and we'll see you on the next episode. The information in this podcast is not intended to diagnose, mitigate, or prescribe the use of any technique as a form of treatment for any physical condition, symptoms, or diseases. Directly consult with a qualified healthcare professional for any chiropractic or medical advice. And in addition to the benefits of chiropractic care, one should also be aware of the existence of some risk. Risk associated with chiropractic care may include soreness, musculoskeletal sprain, strain, and fracture. In addition, there have been reported cases of stroke associated with chiropractic care. Research and scientific evidence do not establish a cause and effect relationship between chiropractic care and the occurrence of stroke. Rather, studies indicate that people may be consulting chiropractors when they are in the early states of a stroke. In essence, there is a stroke already in process. However, you are being informed of this reported risk.